God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I that you would know my name? And welcome to the maiden voyage of life on purpose, a multi-generational program designed for youth, young adults. And uh, let me just give you a brief, uh, how did this come about? is the four of us were at Revive Conference in Franklin, Tennessee, just a few weeks ago. And uh, it was an amazing time. We walked out of there and said, what next? And so uh, by the time we all got back home, the birthing of this program was, you see it right here. I call it the maiden voyage. Uh, We're not sure yet if we're on the Titanic. (laughs) Or uh, for those that are old enough to watch or have watched uh, Gilligan's Island and the, uh, the three-hour cruise. There you go. Because for the first time in uh, probably about a year, my internet went totally down. Everything. The computer won't even connect with the router. The router doesn't even know its name. Uh, guys, what's the chances we're on the right track here? Yeah. Pretty good. Hey, probably something. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So. <laughs> I so. Well, for everyone, uh, we are going to uh, kind of cast some vision tonight, and uh, this is a program that we want everyone listening to be involved in. You can go on and uh, subscribe to the podcast on various places as soon as everything is is out there online. Tell your friends, put it on social media. This is in your hands to make this a success. And uh, we'll see where this thing goes. We also have an email. It is um, on purpose at email.com. You can send in questions, comments, and there's going to be a segment or in this program in coming weeks that we will attempt to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm going to go around the, uh, the screen here. And first of all, I'm going to introduce uh, a man who makes the Energizer Bunny look like a slacker, Mr. David Covert. How are <laughs> you tonight, you, sir? You. And by the way, happy birthday, old man. Happy birthday. Thank you, there sir. You thank you. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah so I got you the I'm... same thing I did last year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Last year? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to get used to uh, the uh, little quips that Mike is uh, legendary for. He's known for. <laughs> again, I do appreciate I do love to feel and uh, get involved in energy. And again, Revive was no joke when it came to that. So I am truly honored to be a part of this uh, panel that we have so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do with this. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. That's great. Um, well, next in line is uh, if you've ever wondered, there was 10 people that were born into the world that uh, had no talent. One of them was me. And the reason for that is because uh, Ryan Cribs sucked all the talent into himself and there wasn't enough around for any of us. So Ryan, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you to quote Gilligan's Islands. Uh, to call that back. Thank you, Skipper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy, yeah. class from the class. Here we go. Exactly. Yeah, you don't look a thing like Marianne. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully. thankfully so yeah. I, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm excited to be a part of this. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes and um, to get into some of the topics that we're going to be able to get into. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And uh, Last but not least is, uh, well, I, I kind of refer to him as a product of my marriage. 
because there's a reason that the two of us uh, share the same last name is because Daniel is uh, is my son, and so Claim Daniel Clayton. That's me. Yeah, we um we came out of revive and uh, we were on the drive home, me and you, and you know it just we started talking. What do we do next? And this thing just kind of it, it felt like it just ran uh, as soon as we started talking about it. It just it felt obvious. And so, you know, I share the excitement of everyone else, um, you know, just being able to have some kind of continuation of what was at Revive and, um, you know, just this uh, diversity we have here of, you know, personalities that everyone will, uh, you know, start to see over time. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to give it back to you. Um, as people might guess, I know you as dad. Some people know you as Mike Clayton. Uh, some people know you as Daniel's dad. Um, so the claim to fame has switched. Um, but who, how, however, I call you throughout this podcast, it's going to change a lot. You know, it could be dad, it could be Mike, it could be top dog, it could be big daddy. Uh, so yeah. all those are up for votes. You know, if you have a particular one you want to hear more then shoot that to the email as well. And we'll see. <laughs> oh, and this is the reason, uh, that, uh, that I did not allow a five month old child to, uh, to decide what I was going to be called as far as grandpa. <laughs> Or, you know, these, some of these names that people come up with, so I end up with Grandpa Sir, but uh, that's just part of my personality. Um, let me, let me kind of, I'm going to set this up a little bit more and you guys can jump into it. Um, the reason for On Purpose, okay, we came back as, uh, wow, what an amazing time. And I know some of our listeners are going to be, and this is going to be on, uh, on YouTube also, uh, so you can subscribe to that. I have already been corrected by the younger generation that you don't sign up for YouTube. You subscribe <laughs> to, so uh, hit the 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 like, hit the um, the notifications, hit all those great you know good things. If you don't like the program, don't hit the dislike. Just uh, go away. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll be a little direct like there. Yeah, there don't don't tell us if you don't like it, but uh, give us some <laughs> suggestions along the way. Uh, as we were coming back from this amazing time that the the four of us had at Revive with this group of young adults, and um, Daniel, I want you to in a moment explain your thoughts regarding this group mm -hmm. of people. Um, there there was a move of God, and this this program is going to be biblically based. So we're going to have a, a section regarding the uh, the scripture, and uh, that'll be a, a part of our weekly thing that we do here um that's that's who all four of us are uh daniel and i actually stopped by we we had said okay let's do a podcast and i've not done a podcast for many many years but uh let's do a podcast and so we talked start talking about that okay now we gotta have a name and so we stopped at zaxby's uh we <laughs> we got some lunch i'm getting back in the car in my fj and i said and all of a sudden it was like that's it uh, for many years, I wanted to do something that is multi-generational, that mm -hmm. is is not, you know, uh, the young people go this way, the old people go that way, and, you know, you, you split up everybody, because um, that, that doesn't make sense to me. And so I, I put my drink in the, in the center console of the FJ, Daniel was getting in, and I said, we're going to make this multi-generational on purpose and that's where the name came from mm -hmm. and it was life on purpose so uh guys give me you know this thing of of why is it that uh we have you know 
any two of you could put your ages together and not come up with mine, uh, which is really terrible. But uh, what, do you, what are you looking for as far as the, the interaction here? What if, I guess maybe the easiest way to, to describe it is our interaction is we've all worked together through the years. How has that enriched our lives of, of not putting these walls up between ages? Yeah. I think that, I guess I'll go first since I went first the other time. Uh, I think that uh, we definitely want to, uh, all, we, it's, it seemed like the first time we did, which was like a few years ago, it seemed like we were really kind of joining forces. It just mm -hmm. worked. It just, yeah. everything yeah. just kind of just molded, shaped, and everyone would talk about their testimony and they're all different which is even better that they're all different. They're not the same and that we can all kind of come together and see common things within those where we saw how God moved in each one of those. So that's what we're think, looking for is a, a connection with you, the viewer on, especially if you're maybe even alone, you have no one else to talk to about these things or the topics that quite honestly, maybe are taboo or topics that are difficult Mm -hmm. We're hoping that we can get to a more, a more focus yeah. on how God can really intervene in your life and really be transformed by it and give you some encouragement along the way, because honestly, this world is full of discouragement and disappointment, really. Yeah. So I think that's where, that's where I'm hoping the most to come from this, this podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I will kind of echo Dave's sentiment there. Um, really using what we've learned from the Torah and from scripture and from the experiences that the father has put us through um, to yeah, live that life on purpose and apply those, those messages into our everyday to solve some of those issues that uh, those in our generation are, are facing really. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, as, as we worked together um, you know, through the music and through uh, you know, the worship and then, you know, Mike, your, your message and so forth and, and seeing the impact that it's been making on those groups of youth that we've gone to. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I want to, I, I said to uh, a young man not long ago, I said, I wish I could like shrink you down and like put you in a little container and then like carry you with us on some of these trips. <laughs> so you could like see what happens, you know, in the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so in a way, that's what this is. Uh, so that's one reason I'm excited to be a part of it is because we get to sh hopefully share a little bit of that with the listener. Um, and, uh, and hopefully it enriches their life as well. Yeah, same page for me. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, one thing that is interesting as I kind of move, move into this is, you know, dad slash top dog, you know, we've been, we've been kind of laying a bit of a, uh, a groundwork for this in our own lives, you know, as we have, um, you know, done life assembly, you know, as you've been doing the teaching and I've been leading worship there, um, you know, we've been kind of cultivating this for a little over a year now. And um, so, you know, when it came time to talk about doing something this multi multi-generational, you know, with, with us two and with Dave and Ryan, as we had worked uh, together the previous year and other times, it just felt so natural. Um and one thing that I am even more interested to see is, you know, as I've had, you know, obviously plenty of time, you know, with one of the four, uh, th three of you, um, you know, I've had a decent amount of time at this point with you, you know, Ryan and Dave here and, um, you know, just, you know, love you guys. I think you guys have a lot to offer, but there's still so much I don't know. And so, you know, I just, I'm really excited to kind of move into this, to see how all of our different dynamics come together and, 
you know, hopefully even have disagreements along the way, you know, I would, uh, I would be very challenged by that. And I would, you know, I think have some fun to, you know, iron sharpen iron and let people see that, Um, you know, just have those moments of seeing people discussing and coming on the other side of it being even more friends than they were when they started. Um, You know, that's something I'm really excited about as uh, we move forward in our interaction here. I love that one because, uh, you know, all of you guys have heard me teach uh, something that was uh, taught to me by a friend of mine in Israel, uh, Udi Marot. He's the, uh, uh, an artist. He has the blue and white art store. Daniel spent much time with him. And uh, mm-hmm. he was talking to me one time about a verse in Amos, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? And Udi said, you know, that, and this guy grew up in the old city of Jerusalem. Okay. So uh, those that would like to argue Hebrew, uh, it's not really good to to do that with someone that that was his first language. Uh, so he, he we were talking about this and he said, you know, that's not really what the verse means. And I was all ears at that point because I, this man has taught me so much through the years. And he said, the verse actually means uh, how can two walk together unless they have a common destination? Mm-hmm. Now, all, all four of us are married. Uh, you understand that that there are times in which um, you don't, you don't agree. Mm-hmm. You don't agree with your wife, uh, but you keep walking. Why? Because you have a common destination. And when mm-hmm. we understand that concept, then we walk it out. You know, any, I've said this, uh, Ryan and David have heard me say this a lot. You know, any two idiots can walk together if they agree on everything. Uh, in fact, yes. if we get to the point that we all four agree then three of us are not needed. Yeah, yeah. think about that. That's way. right. So, uh, That's right. Daniel, you you coined something at Revive, mm-hmm. and uh, this is. I want the guys to also uh, the other guys to to chime in on this one. But how about giving us an explanation? Uh, because I, I think it's so appropriate for many people that have come through the generation that you guys are a part of is probably one that has been uh there's been an underlying uh current i I guess i i would say an underlying current of fear Mm -hmm. of of what is ahead of us yeah i remember in the i was uh back in the dark ages in the 70s uh you know they told us that ice age was going to come uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's just generation after generation, but you guys have lived through something that's far more than what I did there. So Daniel, go ahead and, and give us some, your, uh, your concepts here. Yeah. So, you know, it's a very thick concept in my mind that has, you know, been developed over a lot of time, obviously. And, um, you know, I'm sure any of you guys could really add a lot to it, but to try to keep it condensed, um, what I found myself referring to this uh, age group at Revive, which, you know, the age group of the young adults that we were with was 19 to 29, something like that. And so, you know, as we were just walking around and I was thinking about what we were going to be talking about, I just kind of started thinking of this group of of people in this age group, my age group, and, you know, I'm 27 right now, um, was the forgotten generation. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was coming into my my teens in the mess of the messianic movement, you know, no pun intended, really. But, you know, obviously, you know, there was a 
when the messianic kind of thing was was birthed you know it was coming out of christian churches with no torah and the torah was discovered and there was so much excitement and there was so much joy at something that you have found that you never knew about before and um but i wasn't a part of that you know i was i was you know about this tall you know off the ground when um you know you guys came into that and so i don't remember the intense joy and the the jubilation of the discovery of the torah and so by the time I was coming into my teenhood of, you know, really starting to understand what people are talking about, you know, these scriptural concepts and all these things and just hearing what people are actually talking about. I mean, it was it was the mess of it. You know, it was the thick of the calendars. It was the thick of the name. You know, the it was like every week or every month there was something new, like the shape of the tabernacle um, yeah. and, and the shape of other things. And, you know, so <laughs> but it was just so tiring, you know, and I think so many people see now that it was so tiring and there was just so much bad fruit that has come out of that. And so you have this group of people, you know, my, my, my age group who, you know, we were all teenagers when that was happening. We were all seeing the mess of this stuff as we're trying to figure out our own lives and like how to be a person and how to like love God amongst all these other things. And, you know, here I am, you know, I've kind of emerged and I've survived and I, you know, I was able to, you know, find Yeshua in my own way in the middle of that time. And I think a lot of people did not, I think a lot of my age group uh, did not come out and, you know, they, they went, you know, their way because they just saw too much of the, of the mess. But now you have these people who are at Revive, you know, clearly they still want something. They still have a desire for the father because they're there. You know, they didn't have to walk through those doors to come into our meeting, but they did. And so there's something inside of them that says, I'm here for a reason, but maybe they don't really know what that reason is right now. Or maybe they've just kind of felt like they've survived and everybody has forgotten about them because we made it past our you know, 18, we're 19 now, and we're, you know, forgotten about, there's nothing, you know, no groups for us, no camps for us, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I just really developed a, quite a compassion very quickly for, you know, these people who are my age, where, you know, I just feel like there's so much pent up inside of them that's waiting to come out mm. that, you know, someone just needs to look at them and recognize like, hey, good job for one, you came out of this, you're still, you know, you have something inside of you that wants to follow God. And, you know, so that's why I'm so excited about this podcast going forth is because, you know, just finding those people and saying, you're someone, there's something for you here still, you know, good job coming out of this. And, you know, this is still worth fighting for. So. Yeah. Uh, survivor of life. You know, I mean, life is, uh, life is not easy these days, guys. You, what, uh, Dave, Ryan, you want to, chime in there on that one i'm about to say i was i was, I was uh, <laughs> you're resonating with a lot of stuff for me as well because i grew up in this as well not not in hebrew roots but i was christian i don't think i don't think i ever remember any memory that i wasn't going to church or wasn't going to something that was faith-based it was always that my entire life so my parents did a great job raising me up in this but i think i would want to tell any parents that are listening to this good job you succeeded in raising your children up right but life has a funny way of being and even kind of vicious and so depending on what you what what life path you end up taking you could get discouraged and i end up going down a path of discouragement like dan was talking about that whole idea of then now you're struggling internally with your faith 
because before you've always been looking to your parents and then the elders who are around you, the ones you looked up to. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I got to be responsible for my life. I got to be responsible for my faith. And I think on purpose, Mm -hmm. I would offer on purpose, God makes it difficult. We got to struggle a little bit. We got to actually push forward. We got to actually yearn to and desire to push past the uh, the enticements of the world to get to Him. Because you'll realize if you are entangled in all those enticements, which I think uh, some of us could even definitely admit that that happened, that uh, you realize that there is no peace in that. And honestly, it's it's quite ugly and yeah. it's really really bad. And so, in my own way, like Daniel has as well and all actually all of you guys have is that whole idea that then you struggle with your faith and you end up getting closer to god and the thing is it never ends and now i realize looking at my parents it never ended with them too it kept on going and they just tried to lead me along as best they could and best they knew how so i have a better respect more for what they did and realize that it's just a bit different because i don't remember life outside of faith it was always respect god first 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 and now it's like Oh, I see the reason why <laughs> I get it now, because when you're like a, an older teen, you think, oh, I could do whatever I want. There's no punishment. It, it soon comes to bite you pretty hard. So I would I just wanted to echo what you said there. And that's absolutely true. It, but it is it, everyone's going to have to go through their own struggle. Absolutely right about that. Yeah, one of the yeah. things I wish that uh, and, and Daniel has two siblings, uh, a brother and, and sister. And uh, I always was trying to find the instruction manual for those things. You know, I, I bought a new office chair at Staples the other day and I opened the box and there was an instruction manual of how to put it together. Um, you know, one of the things I could tell young adults is give your parents a break. Sometimes you, you didn't come with instructions. And uh, as Daniel can attest to, everyone comes out different, <laughs> right, Daniel? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah. Um, Sort of, and this goes into my story just a little bit, but, uh, you know, I was raised like Dave. Actually, Dave and I grew up in the same church, um, and it was a church of many, many thousands, uh, kind of a mega church, if you will. Uh, so we did not meet each other until many years later uh, as I you know, was introduced to the family and so forth. Um, and he grew up like 15 minutes down the road from me. Um, but, yeah, I was I was raised in church. My parents did a good job of uh, sort of guiding me in the, the right direction and giving me a good um, moral foundation to build on as I moved on uh, in life. But yeah, when I came to Torah, I think the, the thing that stuck out to me that I still carry with me in regards to sort of this, like as the mess has continued to, to go on about you know, the arguments of calendar or the shape of things or the name of, of our God or you know this kind of thing, some of these arguments. I remember when I was at my first very first Sukkot and I was brand new. I'd never heard about like, the, you know, keeping the Torah and the laws and, you know, that this was the heart of God and this was his commandments and this kind of thing. And this was still applicable to our life today. Oh, that's that eight day camping trip you were invited to. Yeah. Yeah. The eight day camping trip. Exactly. Um, I remember, I think it was probably about halfway through the fourth day and I had sat up with a bunch of the, the men there sometimes till like two to three in the morning, we just sit around the campfire and just talk scripture. And they would just like pour into me and answer all of my questions as I was moving along and so forth. And more importantly, I, I knew the spirit was there. I felt the Holy spirit. Like I would go and pray every night. I'd be on my face in the assembly room. They always kept like some worship music going. 
And the father met me there like every single night the entire time. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? I want to be I want to be baptized into I want to you know go through the uh, immersion into keeping this is like a new start, washing away the old, starting the new. And the gentleman that uh, ran the congregation uh, that was the leader there, unfortunately, he is uh, he's passed away now. Uh, but he um, he came to me before they filled the horse trough up first with the garden hose. <laughs> and then because uh, this was all kind of on a farm um, and he came to me and he's he pulled me aside and I, I can still picture it to this day. He's there was this trail that ran through the woods that was like dirt. And it was all, almost like compacted down like concrete from all the people walking back and forth to the different campsites and to assembly and, and everything. And he knelt down and uh, I knelt down beside him and he was just kind of playing with his finger in the dirt. And he said, uh, Ryan, I heard you want to get, get baptized and, and you want to start, you know, keeping the commandments of the Lord, keeping the Torah. He said, let me, let me tell you something. Are you sure you want to do this? Because if a man can talk you into this, a man can talk you out of it. Mm. So if this is something that you really feel like the father's calling you to do, then do it for that reason. But don't listen to any of us. Try every spirit and do this for yourself. And mm -hmm. I think about that a lot as we go and we face some of the challenges of, of life. If a man can talk you into it, he can talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not on that foundation of knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you're walking with the father and you're doing it because he's called you to do this and you want to be uh, a vessel for him to work through. That's a, that's a, a rocky foundation to be on, or should I say a sandy foundation? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, that, uh, finding your why you've talked about that, Mike, mm -hmm. finding your why, uh, and that crisis of faith and, and it always comes, you know, the crisis yeah. of faith will always find you. Mm -hmm. So I've talked about that uh, many times. It's not original. In fact, most of what I say is not original. Um, somebody said years ago that the average human will have two original thoughts in their life. So if you don't borrow something from somebody else, you're probably gonna be pretty boring. Uh, and that's, that's a pretty true statement. But uh, I heard someone talk about uh, with, and they were talking specifically to youth at the time, uh, there was an adult conference, interesting enough, uh, that our, our we need to put our children and this is this is good counsel for anyone that's looking at parenthood or is as a parent now put your children into a crisis of faith let them mm. go with that you know I, I look at the book of uh in 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 Bereshit genesis and uh the the man yakov or james uh or jacob um he was that was a crisis of faith I mean, he walked up to that mountain and he, look, he looked at the heavens and said, you know, if you'll take me from here and, and give me clothing and food, I'll come back here and worship you. And um, that was his crisis. And everybody in scripture I see has a crisis of faith. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's Absolutely. definitely one of the rawest places that you can see what God's going to actually do for you. 
like in your moment? How is he going to speak to you? Because everyone has a different way. Mm-hmm. How is he going to speak to you? How is he going to move in your life? All those things. And then to truly feel that love that is, un- there's no def- definition to that love that he, when he surrounds you and that love, when you just need that, that help. And mm-hmm. he just comes in and just swoops you up. Uh, I talked about that a little bit in the testimony with those. And it's just overwhelming that you just can't help but sob. And it's mm-hmm. truly is incredible. And so that's why I believe you're right that everyone had to go through crisis of faith. Don't, don't shirk away from it. That's a, that's a hefty challenge to someone that wants everything and the best for their child. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like the love that uh, our God had with his only son, right? He let him do, let him go yeah. through the worst of the worst. Absolutely. So, wow. Wow. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, that's good. I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's really where you find your testimony. It says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get a testimony if you've not gone through a crisis mm-hmm. of faith? Oh, wait a minute. That word testimony has the word test in it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. English did a couple things right there. Yeah. I think so. Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit. No, and I think that's where we found a lot of uh, these young adults that we were with. Um, you know, obviously, we don't know what their testimony is currently and what it's shaping up to be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but what we found was an eagerness and an excitement. You know, regardless of, of regardless of what was behind the door before they walked in it. You know, we know exactly where they were when they walked in the door, and um, <clears throat> you know, so just you know, I think that's one of our goals here too is just to kind of you know put confidence into their testimonies and those who their testimonies are still being shaped, you know, try to, in the best way that we can, you know, as far as, you know, what we have to offer, um, you know, kind of push along the testimony that's being created. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, and, and dad, you know, something I meant to say earlier, as far as like kind of, kind of the whole vision for this thing, um, you know, with the, the multi-generational thing is, you know, one, reason you know that we were so so successful i believe in that room that we had we had wisdom and authority mixed with energy you know we had the the wisdom of the elders you know you were there and we had some of our our people from our congregation you know Mm kind of there um you know just as a as a background you know most people probably didn't know it um, but they were there as an authority as a leadership structure um and then we had you know, you know, myself, Dave, Ryan, there were a couple others that kind of got into the mix as well, but just the the energy coming through. And, you know, I think as we, you know, the, my, my age group, this generation uh, move into things, it's kind of uncharted territory in some ways, you know, we've seen the abuses and we've seen the things that we don't really want to be a part of, you know, and we're trying to extract the good from that, you know, the good, um, of the, of the Torah and, you know, all the stuff that's applicable. And now we're moving into things that maybe we don't know too much about, but it's going to be the wisdom of those above us that, you know, as we submit ourselves to leadership, that's going to keep us from getting into trouble. Um, and also one thing that, you know, we talked about, uh, in that room as well with the forgotten generation part is thankfully I was able to, um, find grace for those who came before me. Um, you know, I'm looking because, you know, we've all heard, you know, people say, you know, our fathers inherited lies and, you know, all this stuff. And that kind of, you know, led to a lot of the, uh, you know, the Torah that was, they, they went into it. It came, yeah. it came with bitterness, oh, but, yeah. you know, you know, you guys had to realize, you know, I've, t- I've heard you talk about this, that, you know, those people, they didn't lie to you. They were walking in the revelation that they had, that they were given. Mm-hmm. 
and, you know, just letting them off the hook. And, you know, we, we need to do the same. I need to do the same thing, you know, just acknowledge that those who came before me paving the way for, for Torah and for Hebrew, Hebrew roots kind of stuff, you know, just realizing all that stuff, you know, there's going to be hangups along the way and, and mistakes made and, and you know what, it's fine. You know, we move past our mistakes. We learn from them. We learn from them and we find people who have come out on the other side and, you know, we move forward with them. Mm. Yeah. Pioneers make mistakes. They, they, they take wrong, you know, wrong paths have to come back. And, um, you, know, you guys know that I'm pretty famous for my one liners and I put a lot <laughs> of that on Facebook, but, um, you know, don't, don't speak against the person that pay that paved the road you're walking on. You know, yep. it, it took people to come along and, and cut down trees and, and bulldoze and level it out. And now you're driving down the thing at 70 miles an hour, you know, and you're, you're complaining because, well, why didn't they make, you know, this a little straighter right here? Really? Mm -hmm. You don't know what they went through to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Okay, we are um, just for for you know we'll have people coming in from different places along the way, and uh, uh, please excuse the little bit of internet uh, you know problems we've got from my phone. I live in a rural area. Um, it's it's pretty amazing this is holding up. Uh, yeah, I would sure. say close to miraculous, but yep. uh, yeah, I, I really would. Um, so we come from a place and in, in next week, even though Ryan's not going to be with us because uh, you just uh, had your, your grandmother just passed away. So you're going to be helping your dad out and, and taking care of some affairs there. Uh, next week's program, we're going to spend some time uh, just letting people get to know us. The It'll be three of us. And then Ryan, when you come back, we'll give you some time there on the other end. But uh, we come from a scriptural background. That is my life. Okay. Um, a guy today said, uh, and, and here's a vernacular. He, he said, he says, do you have Jesus in your heart? And he said it just like that. And I looked at him and, uh, I paused for a little bit and I plan on going back to him the next time I see him and saying, you know, the reason that I paused is because Messiah is not just in my heart. He's in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's who yeah. I am. And that's who you guys are. And we come from this, from the, the, the foundation of scripture, which is the Torah, the first five books. And that foundation sets, and, and Daniel is a contractor, uh, Ryan and, and, and David, you guys work on uh, some pretty amazing houses, by the way, you guys are really talented um, in some of the stuff that I've seen you guys do the architectural designs, but um you know, we all understand the concept that if the foundation isn't right, the shingles aren't going to go on real well, right? Mm -hmm. That's true Absolutely. in the scripture. Mm -hmm. So we come at it from a the, the basis that everything goes back to the first five books, which are broken up into uh, weekly Torah portions. And uh, this week we will be actually looking at um, uh, Deuteronomy, uh, Devar Devarim. Uh, chapter 11, verse 26 through chapter 16, verse 17. And I'll be teaching on that uh, on my website and uh, at, at Life Assembly. And I'm sure you guys will be teaching that in, uh, in Blue Ridge. But there's a verse here. We're going to do one of the segments of our program is going to be to take one verse or a couple of verses 
Uh, this is Moshe, Moses talking to the people. And he says, uh, when they enter, talking about when they enter in the land, okay, mm-hmm. the, uh, he says, you will not do things the way we do them here today, where everyone does whatever in his own opinion seems right. Wow. Does history yeah. repeat itself? Does. Oh, no, absolutely. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys think that this is happening? Yeah. How how do we go ahead and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, history. If you if you look at history and don't learn from it, you're going to repeat it, which mm-hmm. is really kind of dumb in my opinion. So how do we get out of this cycle? Well, first of all, like you said, you got to you got to know your history. You know, go back and and look at what the pitfalls were. And unfortunately, here we go again. In this cycle, um, just like Babylon, Pompeii, even if you will, uh, <laughs> you know, the Rome, so many. Um, I was looking at that verse actually to kind of take it on a trail here too. I was looking at that verse, uh, what is right in their own eyes. It almost it denotes a level of convenience as well. Ooh, mm. ooh, nice one. Boy, oh you know, man. we're not called to, to do what is convenient to us. We're called to do what is right for us to do, what the Father, you know, commands us to do, not as what, not what's convenient. And oftentimes, you know, the, uh, the very things that he will call you to do in your walk are very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how many people, you know, will say like, you know, they might be a public speaker. You know what I mean? Um most of the ones I've talked to didn't want to be a public speaker. I, I know your story there, Mike, uh, you know, uh, musicians, you know, af- that were afraid to play on stage that were very nervous. You know what I mean? They did not want to play in front of people, but are now playing in front of people. But it's what the fathers called you to do. And, and it really, if I told one young man, this at revive, if you'll just step into it, the father will equip you. Yeah. You know, so Amen. Little little nugget there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's funny. I um, you know, I I took a totally different approach, which you know is not a surprise at all. But um, you know, reading that verse, you know, uh, you know, contextually, like Dad said, uh, it's it's talking, you know, about going to the land, and you know, it's saying where you know I'm going to find a place to establish my name, and you guys are going to go there, and you know, do all these things, and um, you know, that verse, like it's not going to be done as it is today you know, as I read that, I just think of longing. And I just mm. think, you know, of Abraham, like, you know, he always had his eyes um, on the horizon looking for a city whose, whose maker and founder was, was God. Um, and so that's what I think of. And, you know, the, the song that I sang that last uh, day, it revived the far kingdom, you know, it's, it's actually been on my mind a lot recently. Uh, it's by the gray Havens. Um, really, really good song. Just exactly about what it, you think it's about with the name far kingdom. You know, there's a far kingdom away from here beyond the storm and the seas. Um, and, you know, just keeping that in mind that there's something beyond what we have right now. And there's going to be a day where we don't do things as we do them right now. We don't, we're not going to toil and and have these labors that amount to nothing and labor in vain and all these things, you know, we're going to, you put our hands to things and it's going to work. And, you know, there's going to be no, uh, 
I don't know, no opposition in that way. You know, Yeshua is going to be on his throne with him. And, you know, so just looking forward to that day when things are not done as today. And that might be out of context, perhaps, but, you know, that's just where my mind went was, you know, there's, there's a day where it's just going to make sense. You know, yeah. things are just going to make sense because we're going to be under Yeshua, who is the living Torah, telling us exactly how it should be done, not only how to do it, but what the heart of it was and what, what its intended purpose was and that it's not just empty words that are empty actions that we're doing, but that there's something so much deeper than we can ever figure out on this, on this side. I like that. I like that too. I agree yeah. with that. Actually, I'm kind of going to just take off like what you are talking about because I'm uh, my brain's a little bit foggy. I had to cough a little bit. I'm still struggling with some little cold or whatnot. So hopefully it's coming a little bit clear through when what I think is going on. But I wanted to jump off what you're saying, Daniel, is that this absolutely implies a future connotation. And I cannot remember the verse. I, it's one of my, it is a part of one of my favorite uh, verses. And I'm almost positive in Deuteronomy. And I think we're going to read it soon where it says the oath that I'm about to make with you here today is not just with those here standing today, mm -hmm. but those who mm -hmm. are not here today. Mm -hmm. And I think that verse, especially since we see in judges, how it says it in the very last bit, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. There's nothing new. Like Mike said, there's absolutely nothing new. There's, this has been on repeat for a while. So I think that actually should be in a way of encouragement because I know I've talked with quite a few individuals who also uh, said that that song was resonating with them even after Revive. Mm -hmm. I talked to them, they're like, man, that's that, that, that song was amazing. And they, they look for that. And I do believe that there's a lot of, uh, of young, young adults that are in our age group that are yearning for that because all we see, or maybe not all, that maybe is a little bit too harsh, but we have seen a lot of the uh, bitterness that can invade a congregation they could see the politics, not just the politics of the country, but the inner politics of a congregation. Mm -hmm. And those can be pretty, pretty disturbing, if not just downright just it, discouraging because mm -hmm. you're supposed to be in faith. You're supposed to be in all this. And to see that, and I know that I remember I went through quite a few of those and being just kind of like the monkey in the middle. There's nothing I could say or do to try to make things better. My friends are being ripped away from me and I have no way of stopping it because things are said and i look at this verse and says that i look to the future and going it's because that's the goal we're to look towards we're going to eventually be at a place where we're not just looking for what's right in our eyes we are going to be at a place where god is going to be our king mm -hmm. he's going to rule and he's going to reign within our hearts and even when it's uncomfortable and even when you don't want to do something you're going to do it anyway because you know that God's telling you to do it. And I, that's why I want to echo right off that. I'm seeing this and there's a lot that you can look in there. And I, mm -hmm. I look at that and go, okay, it's, they had it back then too. And I think that a little bit, I would like to just do a little, little tangent is I think that if you look at their situation, they were looking to a human leader and not, there's nothing wrong with that. But also we need to not just look on a human leader. I've, I'm guilty of this where I got so stuck on a teacher that whatever that teacher said was just everything I wanted. And it was like, that's it. Everything that you say is everything that I'm going to adopt. And you know what happened? God decided to finally draw a wedge between me listening to that teacher. And all of a sudden, I started not to go away from that. And it's not because that teacher speaking wrong. It was because of my actions. I was yearning so much from that teacher. And I wanted everything they said. 
I wouldn't actually question anything they said. I just took it as faith's mm-hmm. value, which a lot of mm-hmm. people do with a pastor. Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, 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 I need you to come after me. And that's why I look at this. And even though this was a more righteous generation, this is the generation that's about to go into the land and conquer it. They still look to Moses as, as, the, as the leader. And it's very hard to say, no, God, you're the leader, and to still give him the, the respect he deserves, mm-hmm. as Moses is the one who is chosen to be the leader, but he's only to be that representation. And I think we need to realize that our leaders, they're to be respected. They need that they're the representation for us to be sort of a guide, but we still got to, as young people who's grown up behind the coattails of our parents, we have to realize you have to branch out and start grabbing for your own. And who, mm-hmm. yeah, you might struggle. You might end up going down the rabbit hole. I went down some rabbit holes of things and we talked about calendars. I was like, yeah, okay. But God, if you continue to look to God, God will always bring you to a place of truth. Yeah. He always mm-hmm. will. And if you can just continue mm-hmm. to seek him and praise him. And like, that's what Mike talked about with all the kids. If you could just keep your nose in that word, not for, not for the sake of impressing your parents, not for the sake of impressing your leaders, mm-hmm just yeah. for you that will this is the like the meaning of your life and it says that in deuteronomy this is the meaning of your life to do these things mm-hmm. it's just if you continue to focus on all your the worries that you have all that stuff that you get that are overwhelming to you now will make sense because god's going to be the one that's going to guide you through that in life and now to bring that back that's where i think that that's what that is also kind of implying that the maybe a slightly deeper level but nothing's new under the sun like you said mike it truly is nothing's new under the sun dave you know you, you talk about teachers and there's a there's a whole thing in in and this has happened in religious circles all over not just messianic that there's kind of a uh you know the teachers are bad now okay because you know they're, they're bad bad teachers bad pastors all this kind of stuff uh i still look for teachers I look for people to, to mentor me, but, uh, when I'm looking for it, for someone that I can learn from my main, the, the main thing that I look for is a person that, that challenged me, challenges me to think, not right. just to repeat what they say, but to think on my own, to use their, their foundation to think. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I really agree. You know, I, I got this song rolling around we, uh, in, in the back of my, you guys are talking about, you know, what you've seen and how, you know, people turn out to not be the same as you thought they were and, and everything. And, and when I give uh, a little bit of my background next week, I'm going to talk about this more, but uh, I grew up, you know, my, my foundational years was in the seventies. Uh, there was a, a band, a secular band at the time, still I, it, you still hear the music it's called sticks and uh i went to one of the concerts the sticks concerts um that was another story but uh uh it uh there, there's a song that i i listen to still and it starts out it's called show me the way and it starts out by saying every night i say a prayer in the hope that there's a heaven and it goes through and one of the lines is that uh I see the saints turn into sinners. And at the end, the last, the last words of the song is show me the way every night I say a prayer and hope that there is a heaven. Now I would say that there's a kingdom, but you know, this is the thing. People are going to fail you, but God doesn't, God doesn't, uh, he doesn't fail. He is faithful 
through it all. And uh, sometimes we got to get our eyes off of, off of people because, you know, I fail. I've, you know, I've got, I've got as many failures as anybody, but uh, he is still faithful through it all. And he works through imperfect people. Uh, That's one of the mysteries of the ages. I still Mm -hmm. have a struggle with. Right. That's right. So, yeah, and it's funny you're saying that because you know, you know, you mentioned they were they were a secular band, and you know, you find a lot of uh, you know these kind of hidden things with unexpected from unexpected places. You know, like things that you're recognizing that there's a yearning for something that they probably have absolutely no idea. And um, I watched the uh, C.S. Lewis movie last night, The Most Reluctant Convert, um, mm. just kind of a, a story of kind of a dramatized story of his. Um, because he was very theological, very uh, philosophical, and his journey to from becoming from atheist to uh, Christian for him was uh, very reluctant. You know, he was it was basically God bringing him very slowly to the point of acknowledging, okay, there's a God, and then you know he was God's son, and he loves you. You know, just and but his one of his most famous quotes, I think, uh, hopefully I do it justice is if I find in my inside of myself a yearning that I can't find anything on this earth to satisfy, then I have to conclude that I was made for somewhere else. And I think when you hear, mm. you know, words or, or these phrases from secular places, you know, they're acknowledging a longing inside of themselves that they don't know what it's for, but we do you know, we know what that longing is supposed to be directed toward. Yeah. Well, the verse we use for this program is out of Jeremiah chapter 11. I know the plans I have for you, uh, not for evil, but for good to give you a hope and a future. And uh, I believe that he created this world on purpose and we're to live life on purpose. And that's what our program is going to be all about. And, uh, Guys, hey, we made it through the the maiden voyage. Uh, no icebergs. Uh, we we didn't have uh, Gilligan didn't show up at any point in time, so we're in good shape there. Uh, David, I was I was actually serious. Okay, when I said that I've I'm giving you the same thing for your birthday that I did last year. <laughs> right. You don't remember what that was, do you? I'm trying to remember. I thought that was. Uh... What was it? Um, well, I'll tell you then. My gift to you, sir, is this. I will not sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> you did say that. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, and so when you hear next week about testimony, you'll understand why he's uh, saying that. I got too. that. I got that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So hey, guys, uh, you can go to um, onpurpose at email.com and you can send us an email uh give us your comments your suggestions your questions we'll try to get it uh, as we can we're going to be working out some you know just some kind of working together here our timing and everything so please bear with us as we go through that um couple more things. If you would like more teaching that I do, you can go to joined to Hashem. That's H-A-S-H-E-M, joined to Hashem.org. That is uh, joined to the name. So it's the name and authority of the Almighty. If you want some amazing music and um, you, in fact, like that trailer, I can tell you it's easy to sound good when you have Mr. Ryan Cribbs uh, doing backup vocals as you're talking, as uh, you heard in the trailer, that's, that's Ryan. 
and David is the um, uh, yeah. Most bass players are boring. Not David. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because he makes the Energizer Bunny look like yeah. a slapper. So Exodus Roadband dot what guys dot com dot com. Yes, and they can download your music on where everywhere. Yeah, everywhere oh, music pretty- is sold. Uh, just ask Siri or Alexa, and they'll find us. okay all right so spotify apple music dog sled carrier pigeon whatever you're using uh get all of of their music it's amazing you guys did a great job on that uh, god of the universe Mm -hmm. thank you very much it came out great yeah so uh, we got about two minutes closing thoughts uh, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I think that I, I think the biggest reason why we're doing this is to encourage each and everyone who's listening, whether you're, you find yourself in the, uh, the age range that we just were talking about at Revive or whether you are someone outside of that range or younger or been younger for longer, whatever it may be. So, <laughs> <Don't get personal. clears throat> excuse me. Um, that I pray that you are encouraged through all these things and I, even through our mistakes that you might be able to see where uh, God can still use, even though mm-hmm. you might have made a mistake, that he truly loves you so much that uh, he'll let you make the mistakes so he can pick you back up. I think that's what I want to leave you with, with this final thought. Yeah. No, um, here we go. You know, we're uh we don't always understand why we do the things we do. Um, you know, dad, I know you came away from revive, like, Hey, look, one more thing to do in front of a computer. Um, but you know, we're, we're excited for it. We know that this is kind of what God has for us. And, you know, I know that we're going to grow along the way. Um, so here we go. Let's do it. There you go, Ryan. Let's go. Um, yeah, I'm, to quote, uh, Dave as well. I'm excited to see where this goes. Absolutely. Um, there was a, a Shakespeare quote that I was going to read uh, that talks about uh, basically the, the ships at sea, the starting of a, a new adventure. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of what this feels like it is. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the father throws at us uh, and the way he works and moves through this. Mm-hmm. So um, to those listening, uh, tell your friends, join us again. Definitely send us some email with some topics or questions. Uh, if the father yeah. lays anything on your heart, uh, don't be afraid to do that. Uh, we'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah I this, want some really hard questions. Yeah. Yep. This, this program <laughs> is, yeah, this is not because the four of us didn't have anything to do. Believe me, I got enough to do in life. <laughs> and uh, Daniel's got uh, three children, one on the way. Uh, these other, you know, we all got families. We all got jobs. We all got stuff to yep. do. So uh, this is about you guys and reaching out to you and um, mm-hmm. being a uh being here to whatever we can do. So please reach out, reach back and share this with your friends. And um, until next week, Shalom, which means peace, uh, which is actually means much more than that, but uh, <laughs> Shalom to be strong. Out of the universe, maker of-